Welcome everybody to a special three-part Dominican Republic series about player business. And today I'm joined by Julie Poole, who is the owner of Homecore Realty here in Sasua, Dominican Republic. Welcome to the show. Well, thank you. I think for having me. So we bumped into Julie uh, just at a little uh, restaurant a few doors down from here the other night, and it was just really great timing because I wanted to talk to some expats who moved down here and who have started up businesses. Now, from what I understand, you didn't have that intention when you first came here to the Dominican Republic. Not at all. <laughs> no, my intention was to retire and you know spend more time in school with my girls. And then, you know, they're at that teenage years now, and um, they want nothing to do with me because they have friends. And so I was bored. My husband works from home, so I, I needed an outlet. Yeah. And so you were a realtor back in the States before. So tell me a little bit about that and how long you were, were a realtor, where you were at there, and then when you moved here. Actually, I was, I've was been in real estate for 27 years. I hold a broker's license in Arizona as well as Georgia. And um, so I've been doing that all my life. I love it. Um, and um, when we came here, I, you know, we just uh, in a position that we could move, yeah. and um, we did. But because I love it so much, I just wanted to, you know, wanted to do it again. Also, there was a need. I think I, I know it's saturated with agents, but um, there's a difference. <laughs> so I think there was a need for um, a little bit more. I say integrity and ethics, yeah, so that's yeah. what I wanted to bring. Well, and speaking of integrity and ethics and real estate, so you were telling me when we first met that people don't even need a license to practice real estate here in the Dominican Republic, no, right? No, no, they don't. They don't. Um, and, you know, there are some great companies and great people that are doing really well, they're successful, and they're doing a good job, but then you're not the ones that are not so, I guess, professional. And so that was hard to muster (laughs) and uh, or swallow rather. And um, so that was uh, one of the reasons that I wanted to come back into it. Yeah. Yeah. So you saw a potential then to bring the professionalism that is part of being a licensed broker and realtor in North America to this marketplace, which is really, I mean, the DR is really the Wild West altogether, right? Like, I mean, anything goes here. Yeah. So when did you guys move here then? How long ago was that been? It was just a year, in August okay. last year. Yeah, so, so it didn't take me too long to realize that I was going to be bored. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> exactly, right? So you moved here with the intention of, of retiring, and then uh, you were sitting around going, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm getting bored myself, so there's an opportunity. We're going to start this thing up. And you have some realtors now. Now, are they all local Dominican realtors, or are they realtors from uh, who are also expats? Um, you know, it's, it's everything. You know, I want to work with the locals. We work with um, expats that have opened up businesses, but we're very particular with who we work with. We work with those reputable businesses. You know, um, when I opened the business, we did it the right way. Yeah. You know, we registered, we're licensed um, here in the as our business is licensed. So that's who I work with. I do work with those who are professional. Yeah, excellent. Okay, so a year into it, tell me what has been the biggest surprises that you have uh, had, I guess, as uh, an expat starting a business here in the Dominican. Well, the lack of professionalism, you know, the the lack of response, um, the the bait and switch, I guess, if you will, with um, with some of the websites that that you have. Um, so, I mean, I think um, I think it's been a lot, too, probably too many to um, to explain or list, 
But and, and, and you're surprised every day when things that go on here. So yeah. So was it difficult to get the business license and, and the space and, and everything to do it the right way? Was that really difficult and time consuming or was it pretty straightforward, like the regulatory parts of starting a business here? You know, it's pretty straightforward. I have a fantastic attorney that I work with, and she kind of led the way for me. She did all the work registering the company. I just gave her what she requested. Um, finding the office is probably the biggest challenge because it's very particular to what I wanted. Yeah. And um, it was one of those things where, you know, uh, when it's time, it just, it's time, and it happens. And my colleague and I were actually driving um, one day, and we were talking about, well, now all we need is a space, and we both looked to the right, and this had for us. Uh, for a red sign. Oh, really? And it, it just, it was it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's a great space, yeah. you know, right on the street, obviously easily accessible by everybody, and you walk in and it just looks super professional as well. So did you have to do a bunch of renovation and stuff to get this to the place where you wanted it to be, or was it kind of in this state when you when you saw it? Actually, the good thing is that it was blank. You know, so it was just blank space, which was fantastic. We painted, we did some of the um, extra um, things that you see out there, put some furniture. The biggest thing we did was drop the ceiling to put the lights. Yeah. Um, so that's what we did. But we didn't do too much, of, of course, because yeah. it's rental. So now I've talked to other people who have tried to do some building here, and they say, like, things just go incredibly slow, and it's really frustrating mm -hmm. to deal with the trades down here. So did you find that as well as you were building out your space? You you know, it happens. Um, I think the biggest thing for us and what we try to do is just set the precedence um, with our um, with our clients yeah. and just um, the expectation, basically. And no, and as long as they have the expectation, um, I think that they're okay. Kind of goes a little bit smoother. But if you tell them that it's going to be a certain amount of time and that we know is not realistic, that's when we have the issues. And as long as we're transparent and set the expectation, I think we can find. Yeah, yeah. So now the types of people that are coming down here buying properties from you and your your agents, um, where are these people mostly coming from? You know, they're coming from everywhere. You know, we have Canadian buyers, we have Russian buyers, we have. Um, I actually have clients from Dubai and Lagos, Nigeria. So they're they're everywhere in the states, you know. And I, you know, I can tell my agents, you know, you start with your friends, your family, your connections. You start there, and this business is really about referrals and just kind of, you know, the homes. The all of that's going to sell itself. It's really you selling yourself. Yeah, yeah. So now I'm, I'm also curious about the state of the market here. So, um, you know, there's real estate in general in North America has been increasing quite a bit through the pandemic. And so we've seen you know, quite a resurgence there. Uh, what has been the real estate market like here in, in this area or in Dominican in general? You know, it's been the same. Um, I really talk about this area. I don't want claim to know about the entire um, state, uh, country. But in Susua, I know it's growing. And the good thing about here, you know, back in North America, it kind of fluctuates. You know, goes up and goes down. Here, it kind of stays pretty stable. And then it kind of does what it needs to do. It's going to go, it stays stable, and then it goes up if, if, if that's what happens around the world. Um, but um, it's, it's, whereas now I think it's slowed down in North America, it's still here. Yeah. It's still kind of steady. Okay. You know, we may get that, but as of right now, we're pretty steady. Yeah, yeah, because the interest rates have been increasing, especially in Canada anyway, uh, quite a bit. And so that's been definitely putting a damper on real estate there. Um, so when expats are coming here, um, I, 
can they get a mortgage here, or is that something where they have to be coming in with the cash or buying places? Well, of course, we love our cash buyers, but they um, do have options for financing here. Okay. Um, it's just as tedious as it is back home. Here, there's just a little, the qualifications are a little more stringent. Um, with um, your credit score, they can drop it anywhere from 50 to 100 points, um, and you still have to put about 30%. But the other thing is that the interest rate, you know, it goes from... 4.75 up to about 650 after um, five years, and then it's at a variable rate, and it's based on the market rate. Oh. So yeah, so they're trying to get you to pay off, you know, your your debt before five years, and just come out with cash. Gotcha. Interesting, because I know like if you go to Mexico or something like that, it's really difficult to get finance in there. So I'm, I was surprised to hear that you can finance here. You can, and, and, and many people have. You know, it is like it's a little bit harder here. Maybe one out of twelve people get um, approved. Oh, okay. So you know, so it's a, it's it's a little difficult, but. Um, but it's pretty much like you know the states. I mean, it's still yeah. tedious the same way, but yeah. you can. You know, it's it's um it's possible. Yeah. So now, in terms of the uh, the business itself, and like just some of the uh, I guess experiences that you've had so far, you're. Uh, how, how long, six months or so into owning the business? Gosh, we opened it um, October, we renovated it, and we were up and running in November. Okay, so we're filming in February right now, so that's three, four months now and that you've been, been operational. Um, I know like a lot of people, when they think of going to other countries and starting businesses, especially in developing countries, right, there's this uh, fear of corruption and... Have you had any experience with that? Has anybody come knocking on the door and said, you know what, we'd like to have maybe a few percentage points of your business or something? No, no. You know, and I, I play very nice, and I do play um, well on the playground. So, yeah. you know, I've had a lot of people actually that have been in my corner and support, whether it be from Dominican local um, or expats that have come here. I've been very blessed to have um, to be in the position that I'm in and I actually grew a little quicker than I thought I would. You know, we have about three people on our team. We have a marketing um, developer, uh, website developer. So um, it, it's it's growing in, in a great way, but it did grow a little quicker than I thought. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah so no, no concerns about corruption or anything? Not yet. Not yet. Not good. yet. Okay, good. Yeah, and, I, and I've heard that from other people that I've talked to, that it's not really at the street level. It's more maybe at the government level where there's some corruption and, and stuff that's happening. No, I don't think so. You know, I know the mayor well. He's been fantastic. Um, great guy. And I think everyone that I've been around, and I mean, you know, it, it could be how you portray yourself and how you respect the country as well. Yeah. And they've been um, huge supporters and advocates for me and they've been they've been great i mean things that i've needed um i've been able to go to you know some people and be able to get some information or guided or you know things like that so you know i haven't had any issues and i think what you put out is what you get in yeah 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 it's it's like kind of similar anywhere right (laughs) yeah so um i'm curious about like just the experience that you've had here as a business owner, um, would you have any advice then to any other expats who are wanting to start a business, regardless of what the kind of business that might be, um, to start a business here in the Dominican Republic? What advice would you give them? You know, I think the biggest thing is that, you know, you just have to be committed. Um, you have to know that um, it, it takes a lot of work. It's not easy. Um, you know, it's constant um, uh, 
just working hard at it, you know, it's just constant hard work and that you just can't give up. You know, if you give up too easily, then it probably just wasn't for you to begin with. Yeah. Um, but it's just like any business you open, no matter where you are around the world, I mean, you're going to have these challenges. You have to just be able to overcome them. Yeah. But um, I guess the biggest thing will be that. Just know it's going to be hard work. No, it's not going to be easy. Just go quick. Yeah. You know? Yeah. No, very good. Now, one last thing I want to ask you just to dig in a little bit more, because there's a lot of people who watch this channel who are really, uh, you know, striving with their business to get a place to a place where they can retire in a place like this, right? Mm -hmm. And so you were going to live that dream and, and so on. You got bored really, really quickly. <laughs> so any advice to entrepreneurs about that, about that whole transitions uh, phase between, you know, having the business at home and then uh, you stepping out of that and transitioning into retirement. How does one do that as an entrepreneur as smoothly as possible so that we can get as much enjoyment out of it? You know, um, a lot of my friends back home, they asked me, how did you retire when you did? Because I, I'll be 50 in May. Yeah. And, um, and it's funny because, you know, I always told them, I said, you know, I just, I, I just focus on the big picture. You know, I never wanted to live up to the Joneses. I never needed what my neighbor had. You know, we did what we needed to do. My husband and I both worked. We, um, saved one of our incomes wholeheartedly and, um, and uh, lived off the other one, and that's how we were able to do it. You know, um, it's just a mindset that you have to have. And um, when, if you come here to retire, you know, a lot of people can. They they can come and they can, you know. But I've been working since I've been 15 years old. I'm a lot like my dad, and my dad he just worked all his life, and yeah. it's just my, it's just me. You know, I just love it. It. it um, I love to inspire others. I love to mentor. I love to be a part of a bigger picture, you know. Um, and I just love real estate. I've been in it for a very long time. And, you know, I mean, it was easier for me. You know, I, I know a lot of people come and they're like, you know, we're going to open up a restaurant. We're going to do this. And, you know, and um, if you're committed, it'll work, you yeah. know. But if you're not, I don't think no matter what you do, it's, it's not going to work. You're not, you're not committed to retire. You're not going to retire. You're not committed yeah. to a business. You know, it won't work. So. It's all in the individual and so, so how long do you think you'll be doing this before you really do truly retire then? Or is this gonna be something that you're now gonna be just running, you know, from the beach uh, in uh, five years instead of from the office? Well, I thought it was just gonna be something, you know, and then it turns into getting an office and then, you know, because I did interview with a few other um, real estate companies and um, although they were great, um, I think I was just in a position in my life that I just wanted to do my own thing. It was one of my goals and I was able to do it. And um, I didn't expect for it to take off. And at this point, I don't think there's any going back. <laughs> so, you know, um, the goal, of course, is to get the agents and to train them so that they can take over. And then I'll just be there to help and mentor. And, yeah. You know, so one day. Yeah. Okay. yeah. No Absolutely. time soon, I don't think. <laughs> <laughs> well, there you have it, folks. You can retire in a beautiful place like the Dominican Republic, or you can come down and start a business as well and, you know, really grow something from the grassroots again and take on a new challenge. And this is the thing that I love about entrepreneurs. It doesn't matter where they're at, they're seeing opportunities. And when we see opportunities, it's, it's, it can be kind of a curse at the same time as it's really quite a gift, I think. And so Julie obviously had the opportunity uh, to really grow something special here and is going to continue to do so for a little while longer. It sounds like before she gets onto the beach completely full time, maybe. Right. Um, but thank you so much, thank Julie. So I really appreciate thank it. You. So all the best to you and thank you for sharing your story with our, with our folks here.
So, folks, if you like this episode, we have two more, just like it, coming at you. This is the first in a three-part series that we're doing in the Dominican Republic, in which we're talking to expats about their entrepreneurial journey and what it takes to start a business here in the DR.